Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, and my patrons, thank you so much for supporting the show, patrons. Uh, it's Scooter who's thanking you in this train announcer voice, uh, and let's get on with the show. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble, getting to sleep, trouble, staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, to turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could sit aside Whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts you're thinking about, uh, f- f- feelings, uh, physical sensations, uh, changes in time or temperature, uh, so things on your mind, uh, uh, feelings or emotions you're experiencing, physical things, uh, travel, anticipation, wake, you know, night wake up. Say, if you just woke up, uh, I'm here to help uh, get you back to sleep, keep you company while you do. Uh, usually these intros are designed for the new listener, uh, but also the regular listener uh, to be something familiar, but also have some variety in it. And so I'm here to keep you coming and take your mind off. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, ideally soothing, yet distracting. That's why I guess that's what they say. Scoots, why do you have creaky dulcet tones? Uh, it's creaky like a door, dulcet like a, I don't know, I imagine like a premium ice cream bar. Even though I think dulcet's audio, you'd say, well, what's up with that new fancy new bar they got in the store? It's a premium ice cream bar. Uh, but they said it's a, one of the first mass-marketed bespoke uh, ice cream bars. And I'd say, well, that sounds fishy because uh, I don't know if the, the – and they, I said, well, what's it called? And they said, the dulcet something. I forgot because uh, you're you're making it up during the intro of a sleep podcast. Uh, okay, well, I'm glad you're picturing that in your head, uh, dessert brain. No problem. I'll go back to imagining that stuff. Great. Sorry, that was my dessert brain there. Uh, where was it? I'm going to send my oh, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, a superfluous tangents. I'm going to go off topic, uh, circular logic. Are you kidding me? Circular logic. I, I say octagonal logic. Uh, I'm going to use trapezoidal. The, the, um, I may be the first person to lose an argument with trapezoidal logic. I think I should get into some debates. Maybe not those like debates, uh, but I say, well, maybe I could do a post, not like a political debates, but some other form of debating that's soft power debates. How come there's no uh, friend? I mean, the debate clubs, I would assume, are friendly. I can never get to the point. So I was, uh, I think I applied to be do debates before I was kicked out of. Uh, what was that? Which what was one of the clubs I was in? Actually, no, I didn't. I, my membership lapsed uh, at the Future Business Leaders, uh, you know, after I, after I, uh, to, to be honest, I think I've talked about it. After I lost, like, uh, my, I went to a conference uh, and I, I lost all my, like, dinner and lunch money on uh, playing poker in the hotel room. 
Oh, don't worry, my, my some of my friends supple. You know, I was still able to get give food. Uh, uh, that wasn't a problem. But so that was the end of that uh, thing. But I couldn't get on the debate club. I think I talked about that though before. Not, I'm not n- n- upset about it. Life, you know, life lessons. You know, I, I, oh, so but uh, if if I could, I don't know what my point was. Other than I guess I'd like to be. I'd like to come off the stage. Uh, in like a sports reporter, like a sideline debate reporter, or like they're doing the play-by-play of the debate I just lost, uh, or or they say, well, that was a miss, whatever a miss debate is, where it's like, uh, well, it didn't like a, you know what I'm saying, like a debate that ends in, uh, it wasn't a win or a loss, it was defaulted, or so they say, well, Scootsy, you started using trapezoidal logic and a portal opened to, uh, to the uh, geo world. Like the world of, like, and Star Fox actually flew right through it uh, from those old Nintendo games. And new listeners started wondering what in the heck he was talking about, so he circled right back. Uh, he took a turn on the old trapezoidal, 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 I went trapezoidal the other day, and I just couldn't stop talking about trapezoids. And someone said, I don't think you know what that means. And I said, thank you, Carrie. Uh, thank you, uh, uh, Wesley. That's the actor's name's Carrie. Uh, I said, I don't know what that means. Uh, but actually, that was uh, Mandy Patinkin, I think, that said that. Okay, where was I? Because we went down a path there. So, uh, oh, uh, oh, so if you're a new listener, I tend to go off topic. Would you believe that? Uh, and I, I rarely get to the point, but let me give you some information. So, uh, that was accident, that was unplanned. It all started with an ice, imaginary ice cream bar. They maybe they could, who's uh, I guess that would be the the heir to the good humor fortune. Uh, that's what they would write. Uh, like, what if they became like a, a like some sort of uh, like they had like they said, what was that movie with uh, uh, those two? <laughs> what was that movie with those two famous people? That was a remake of that. It was those the third remake. Uh, uh, anyway, like if it was a movie like that, you know what I'm talking about. Like I have, I have Wesley stuck in my head, so I can't get their names. Oh, I almost had it. Uh, uh, but uh, I want to say Wesley and Gigi, but neither one of those two. Uh, but they could say that could be their movie. It all started with because that movie is called like Star Something, Star Lover. I can't remember, even though it just came out. Uh, and I think it won a b- bunch of Oscars. Uh, this movie or this book. Uh, Maybe another fictional autobiography I could put on my list. Uh, it all started with an uh, ice cream bar. Uh, how I lost the entire good humor fortune, but learned uh, to, to, to you know have good humor. How I lost my family's fortune and learned the real meaning of good humor. Boom! That's a book right there. Uh, you could publishers start start your pitching because that book may even I may even sit down to think about writing it by 2030. Otherwise, we'll put that one out on Gingerbread Press. Any listeners, please remind me. Maybe I could do that as an episode. Uh, uh, 
I guess I probably should. Maybe I should do that as tonight's episode. Uh, anyway, uh, if you're a new listener, let me give you some information. Uh, the show starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep the podcast free for everybody and not behind a paywall because everybody deserves a good night's sleep. Uh, then there's an intro. The intros are about 12 to 15 minutes. They are content-filled. F- Sometimes people think they're just uh, uh, fluff. I say, well, depends. I mean, if if the intros are fluff, then the whole podcast is. Uh, but this is one where we discovered what the episode the show was going to be about uh, while we were doing the intro. But so uh, what, was I, what was my point? Um I don't know. Oh, so structure show. So then there's a business in the intro is like a wind down. It's a 12 or 15 minute rapport building session where the rapport is established that I'm trying to be your friendly voice in the deep dark night and you don't need to listen to me. So there's no pressure to listen, but there's also no pressure to fall asleep because I'm here. I do the intro. Then we'll do a bedtime story. Maybe it'll be this tale of uh, good humor. A good humor gone wrong, maybe. And then uh, there's, oh, between the intro and the story is some business. And then there's thank yous at the end. So I think that establishes the structure of the show. I also, the other two things are you don't need to listen to me. No need to take me seriously, which you may have figured out already. Because they do tend to go off topic and uh, meander and not get to the point and all that kind of stuff. Uh but yeah, the shows are about an hour. You could queue up. You know, some people, here, here's the thing, if you're new, some people fall asleep after they listen to the show a few times, they fall asleep really fast. But that's not mo- most listeners. That's just some listeners. So some listeners uh, start listening to the podcast as they're getting ready for bed. Some listeners g- g- listen as they're in bed and winding. Some people listen when they wake up. Some people listen in the morning or when they need a break at work. So kind of just test out what works for you. And then you can kind of see, because some listeners like to skip ahead to the story, uh, and some people fall asleep during the intro, some people listen to the intro as they, uh, and then they fall asleep during the story. So just kind of see how it goes, uh, but I'm glad you're here. What other stuff was I think I had another point I was going to make in there that I forgot uh, to make so this wasn't super important i mean i make this show because i truly believe you deserve a good night's sleep you know i've been there tossing and turning or waking up early you know not being able to, I've, been, I've been through it all and uh, i just want to help uh, now this show does not work for everybody it's really more here to keep you company as you fall asleep and to take your mind off of stuff uh but give it a few tries. If for some reason you're already positive, you know, because it's free, so give it a few tries. Uh, you know, there's the only benefit for me is that you get a good night's sleep and the world's a better place uh, for you and me. That's really what I want. Uh, but give it a few tries. If it doesn't work or you're already positive, uh, check out sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. Because yeah, that has other sleep podcasts and chill podcasts you could check out. So that's that. If you're new, you might not let, yeah, see how it goes. If you're skeptical, if, you, if you're if you kind of like, oh, this is interesting, but it's skeptical. Or are you ever going to get to the point? Uh, say, no, 
I mean, believe me, I'm trying. Like, this is just my way, is uh, the meandering way. What was the name of the book? Does anybody remember the name of the book I was going to write or what the episode was going to be about? Because they just remember the good humor part now. It all started with an ice cream. It's something like that, right? I guess I'll have to re-listen to this intro. It all started with an ice cream bar. I think that was it. Uh, uh, how I learned something. It's, and I can realize that total... Uh, Ice cream archivists and other stuff are like Scoots. Good humor is not have any. They they don't make any ice cream bars. Uh, well, I could change. We could change the title. Something cones. It all started with a ice. That, it just doesn't have the right ring. Ice cream cone. Uh, so it'd have to be like cones and something, uh, which is totally that's a different book. It's just not the same thing. Uh, cones and drones. Uh, how I took the technology from my family's uh, food syndicate and uh, it turned it, you know, turned it into a re- renewable resource uh, where everybody wins uh, and provides fresh water for everybody. Uh, you know, my journey uh, from you know super rich kid to uh, like that dude. Like I don't think that dude was rich, but you know that like. Uh, Guy that does those shoes, he's he's got that great smile. Tom's shoes. Uh, I don't think his name's Blake. He was, I think, I'm pretty sure this is like one time my memory is actually correct. Probably because his teeth are so darn good. I can picture him in my head. They say, wow, how, how do I have instant recall of Blake's smile from Tom's shoes? And if I'm wrong, then, you know, I guess there's a bit of... Uh, I don't know what that has to do with anything, uh, but now I'm in a much better mood. They should, maybe they could just prescribe uh, gifts of him. Uh, they say, Scoots, wh- wh- how'd you turn around and become an optimist? Uh, they'd say, you, you know the dude from Tom's Shoes or whatever that other great shoe company is that's good for people? And it does great stuff that I, you know, total positivity. I was fa- trying to make a fake autobiography. And then I was trying to make another fake autobiography because I found out, you know, about some other stuff. Uh, and then I realized uh, that uh, Blake's smile just puts me in a good mood. Uh, and that's how I, that's, that was my, that was uh, Blake's smile, how I became an optimist, the scooter story, how gifts and gifs uh, changed my life. Anyway, if you, I'm glad you're here. You probably got the the style of the show or the uh, the mood of the show. S- silly and goofy and friendly. Because uh, I want to make bedtime a place that, uh, where I can drain a little bit of the pressure, uh, barely put a smile on your face as you get kind of comfortable. Maybe you grin. Maybe you're just picturing those great... Maybe you're Googling that and you say... Actually, Scoots, uh, you're only 14% correct about any of that. And the 14% was uh, his smile. Everything else, was, all the other facts were wrong. Uh, but when I put a, 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 you know, something, shoe person, a smile on there, it, it say, what, why would an explosion of gifts of that dude uh, blow up all of a sudden? Oh, it's a new uh, therapy, Scoots. It's, uh, you know, self-prescribed. But, you know, you just look at it. Anyway, I'm glad you're here. And I really hope I can help you fall asleep. I appreciate you coming by. 
yearn and I strive. I work very hard on this show uh, so that you can get some rest. Uh, thanks again. And here's a couple of ways we keep the show uh, free for everybody. And then we'll get on with the show. All right. Hey, everybody. This is it. Tonight's episode is titled, It All Started With an Ice Cream Bar. And uh, this is uh, uh, some, um, it's a little bit of a story of uh, someone who was the uh, heir uh, to, to uh, a, a fortune, a family fortune uh, built on a, well, it all started with an ice cream bar. And maybe an adv- I don't know, that's just the title of the book. I thought it was a memoir of uh, someone, uh, of how they've lost their family fortune like they were an heiress or an heir to a family. But, but, so I'll, I'll, I'll turn it over uh, uh, to uh, the, the main character. Uh, you could call me Colleen. Uh, that's Colleen. And uh, this is my story. It all started with an ice cream bar. I had lived in uh, binary land my whole life. Uh, everything was a binary in my home, uh, you know, good, evil, uh, male, female, right and wrong. Supposedly, we were taught to think in that manner. Everything we did, uh, uh, fast, slow, uh, nice, not nice. And it was all, did we live up to the family values, the... uh, the humor name, because uh, my name's Colleen Humor. You could spell it however you like. Uh, I'm just telling you how it sounds. Uh, when I first started growing up in this uh, world uh, filled with nice uh, things, but, you know, to me, uh, I wondered, again, I was just thinking in my uh Older nothing thoughts it didn't didn't feel nice. Now looking back, I realized it was a mix of both things. Much like the iced cream and my family fortune was built on. Uh, that's uh, that. But uh, you know, I I was uh, looking for an adventure. I was looking to get away from my family. Uh, I was looking to experience life. Also forgot what I was going to say, but because you know, but I'd lived there a long time. I guess that's what I was saying. I'd grown tired of uh, the on and off uh, nature of my family and its rules and the expectation. Oh yeah, to, to live up to the humor name. Yeah, particularly they they like to say, "Oh, we're good. We do good. We feel good. We are good." Our humor's good. Our ice cream is good. Our deeds are good. And you know people that, uh, we all know that that can't always be true. Or, uh, I, I mean, I, I guess I don't know. But uh, I think I was saying that uh, it all started with an ice cream bar. I was sitting there eating one I had bought myself uh, and snuck into our freezer an off-brand, a store brand, I knew would, uh, uh, you know, that someone would frown about, uh, be unpleased about, what is this doing in our home? Normally, our ice cream bars were made by uh, one of the chefs that worked in our house, uh, and not me. 
but rarely were they store brand bars inferior. Uh, they would be the new experimental thing that the company was working on. But I started talking to this ice cream bar. Uh, it wasn't the first time. You see, I had uh, I had imagined uh, that uh, I had an imaginary friend who was an ice cream bar, and that's when it all started for me. This was one of my first memories: was lying in bed. It's funny, our, our family, you know, we never had, a, like, an, we, 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 there was a characters associated with the, my family's company, but none of them was an ice cream bar. But it was one night I was lying in bed, uh, having trouble getting to sleep, uh, thinking about uh, what it all meant, and an ice cream bar walked into the room uh, as clear it's a nighttime, as clear as it could be at nighttime in my bed. I shared my room with my sister, uh, but that's not super important other than the fact that she didn't, I gasped, you know, ice cream bar. Oh, by the way, life-size ice cream bar. Uh, strolled into the room. Oh, when you say ice cream bar, what do you mean? That's a great question, too. This one is the one uh, that... Uh, is typically uh, two uh, uh, chocolate-colored cookie, like uh, an ice cream bar, ice cream sandwich, I guess I'm wrong. Uh, It all started with an ice cream sandwich uh, that I always called an ice cream bar, but uh, it it did present itself. I I said, uh, what, what, what? And uh, the ice cream bar had a face. it had two eyes. It was very expressive. Uh, and it said, uh, can't sleep, huh? And I said, I, I may never sleep again. What, 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 I said, just like that, what, a what, a what, what, And the ice cream bar sat down at my bedside. A seat uh, many uh, paid people had sat in before, uh, uh, you know, assistants, uh, personal assistants, uh, my parents, bespoke bedtime storytellers, tutors, maids, nursemaids. Uh, I don't even know if maybe a wet nurse had been there before. The last person had been there had been a paid bedtime storyteller uh, who I had specifically worked very hard to, you know, I had tried to test their patience, uh, asking them a question after question after question. My sister would be sound asleep uh, after the bedtime story had started. But again, I saw it as uh, this bespoke bedtime storyteller who had to wear a, a tuxedo or an evening gown. Uh, they were from a company, uh, uh, like this Relaxing Bedtime Stories Institute or something like that. And uh, they would, but I kept just asking, well, why would they do that? What was the person's name again? What, what, what do you mean that they, uh, what kind of dog was it? What, 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 what was, what color is the dog's nose? Uh, oh, okay. What was the weather like? And then I, those are detail-oriented questions. I also ask motivation questions, holes in logic questions, delayed questions where I ask a bunch of questions in a row, then let them get the story moving. 
and then give a delayed question that also derails the story. It became like a a challenge, and they said said, until finally the founder was there trying to tell me a bespoke bedtime story. Uh, They were much more calming and relaxed, and they patiently had heard my questions over and over again. And they saw right through my attempts. uh, Said, wow, you're, uh, some people would call you precocious. uh, Some people would call you adorable, inquisitive uh, in nature. And I know you can't sleep, and I know you're uh, you're frustrated. And also know what you're up to, asking all these questions. Uh, and you know you probably never asked for a bedtime story anyway. And maybe you don't want a bedtime adventure. Uh, we're just you know we're here to help, but I know we'll we represent something else to you. So I'm going to do you a favor, kid. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. One day, you're going to find your own way. You're going to find someone or something to come in here and keep you company. And then I asked you, who, where, what, you know, and they said right there. And they pointed to my chest, the center of my chest. uh, They'll come from in there, and they'll help you. And then you'll forget about them uh, for a while. And... uh, then they'll come back in your life. Uh, so good luck. Uh, we also, we, 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 you know, the company's never, you know, worked out great all the telling you the bedtime stories. Because, you know, we're, 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 you know, it was either way, whether you sleep or don't, we get a, so it's been good working with the kid. Now I realized, or then I realized when the ice cream bar walked in my room, the ice cream sandwich, if you want to be technical, uh, and sat at my bedside. Uh, those words echoed in my ears. So wait a second. Uh, and I asked, uh, I said, are you an ice cream bar? And the ice cream bar laughed and patted my arm. I said, I'm here to help you sleep to keep you company. I'm your friend. And I said, what's your name? And the ice cream bar said, Guari. And I said, Guari? And he said, no, Guari. Uh, Guari. You could just call me G if you like. Uh, and I said, Guari, in the ice cream bar, which is really, I guess, technically an ice cream sandwich. Said, Guari, yes. And I said, why are you here? Just to help. Uh, are you from inside me? And Guari said, uh, yeah. Uh, what do you think? And then Guari would come every night and keep me company, be at my bedside, and basically just say, huh, it's too bad. I see you can't sleep. That's got to be rough. Uh, what's going on? And sometimes, at first, uh, it was uh, nice to have Guari there listening to me, and I would tell Guari about my day, or about my family, my mother, mutter, as she had, fatter, as they had me call them. The humors, uh, uh, and all the, you know, everything, uh, grandmama, the matriarch of the family, the founder, the creator, just still running the company. It was all right out of a movie. It was even in my mind, uh, all or nothing, uh, 
I painted in just bold colors, or that's what Guari told me. And I, I liked that, and as we, as I had more and more time, and I felt uh, heard, I felt uh, I was being listened to with, with uh, I think it's the five A's, so I don't know, acknowledged, I know it's one of them, uh, accepted some of those other listening things. Uh, Guari used them all. Probably because we had to take an extra class at night, a good listening, listening with humor, listening with good humor. Uh, grandmama would laugh. Uh, but this day was different. As I said, I was eating a store brand ice cream bar. Now you'll be, you'll note that was not an ice cream sandwich. Uh, it was a bar. Uh, though it was on a stick, so it's, in my family that wouldn't be a stick. But it would said that on there. Ice cream bar. That was it. Uh, part of the new generic movement. Uh, the, 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 so I was having that there. And I thought to myself, it's been a while since I've seen Guari. Uh, he'd started sleeping better. Uh, uh, got, you know, got into a routine with school and... Uh, found friends and, you know, just said, well, one day I'm going to leave this, uh, this family. Uh, and that's when I heard it. Uh, the door uh, to the back of the house uh, was open. There was a breeze. And I, as I walked towards the door, I saw a small pool of ice cream, vanilla ice cream, to answer that next question. And I didn't remember, I hadn't been in that spot before, so I couldn't have dripped the ice cream myself. Uh, and I called, uh, hello, hello, is anyone there? Hello, hello. And I looked and I saw further down the path uh, more uh, drips of ice cream. And they said, Guari, Guari, is that G, is that you? Hello, uh and I followed the path, and then it followed where our property split into other paths. Uh, and it was the one that headed to our seaport. And yes, we had a seaport. We were, we you know, we were the sole. We the it was a. This was not a, a public company. Uh, almost seventy uh, percent before those two uh, dudes with the, in Vermont. Uh, and the Europeans came with their ice cream. Uh, Grandmama, she she controlled the eighty percent of the ice cream consumption uh, in, in your country. In our well, your country now, as you'll hear. And uh, but I headed down to the seaport. Yes, so we had a seaport. Uh, and at first, it looked like the seaport was empty. Uh, none of the yachts were there. Uh, but I wasn't really looking for boats. I was looking for an ice cream bar. Uh, my, 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 I guess you'd say my imaginary friend, an ice cream bar. And I headed out on the, the, the you see, okay, what's the difference between a seaport and a dock? Uh, it's, well, we're, 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 we, it was a cove uh, protected from the ocean. We lived on the, uh, on the sea, but this was an enclosed cove, uh, we could bring in uh, sizable ships. This is large, uh, almost a bay. And then extending out to it was a pier, but a pier with uh, a building on it. Uh, 
you know, for loading and unloading supplies. We Oh, we lived on an island, by the way. A large one. Not a private island. Uh, but a part of the island with privacy. And it was, it was a building for unloading and unloading things for us to wait, you know, lounging, relaxing, changing for bo- changing into your boating garb. Uh, there's even, a, you know, luxury, the lap of luxury. But then I saw a small boat. Uh, it looked to be made of uh, paper. And on the front of the boat, it said the SS Paper Boy. It was made of newspaper, by the way. It looked to be. And there is standing... It, 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 it bow of the ship, I believe that's what you call it, was Guari, uh, an ice cream sandwich, a giant, you know, bigger than me, uh, waved to me. It, 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 if you recall the, the drips of ice cream I saw, let me know something. It tucked it back in my mind, and I was happy. I said, Guari, Guari. Uh, and then I said, permission to come aboard. And Gowari said, permission, permission granted, Captain. Uh, you don't need permission, though. And uh, then I climbed aboard uh, the, the SS Paperboy. And uh, Gowari was there. Uh, Gory started throwing the lines off uh, that had attached the ship to the dock. Uh, and I said, I, I don't know how, how to sail a ship. I don't know where we're going. Uh, and uh, Gory said, don't worry. Uh, we're, we're, uh, uh, and then this kind of trailed off. And I said, what is it? Where, where are we going? And Gory said, on an adventure. And I said, oh, an adventure. And I said, where to? And Guari said, uh, uh, uh. and then I said, wait a second, you're, you're dripping. Guari, I've never seen you dripping before. I followed your drips uh, down here to the, the, the seaport and the, the ship. What, what kind of adventure are you? Is everything? And Guari said, uh, we need to go see Dr. Mario. And I said, Dr. Mario, says so that sounds so very, very official. And then I, I, I said, well, how will we get there, Gwari? Like, Gwari said, I need to go below. There's a, a freezer below. But don't worry, it's bird week, and uh, you'll get there. You'll get to the Dr. Mario. And I said, does Dr. Mario live on, like, Yoshi's Island or something like that? And Gwari said, don't worry, the birds will know where to go. And so I went below with Gwari, and there was a, a walk-in freezer. I wondered if this was one of my family's ships, because I said, well, this would make sense. Uh, but there was a cot in there, and uh, I laid Gwari down. And, uh, like, uh, I put a couple, uh, like, there were some frozen vegetables down there, and I put them on Guari. Uh, well, I guess not like a blanket, because they were just little bags. Guari was about six feet tall. And uh, then it got chilly, and 
Uh, Guaru said, uh, I need to rest. Uh, I'll see you soon. And then uh, I went to leave and Guaru said, one, one more thing. Could you, uh, could you tell me a story? And I said, what about the ship? And Gory said, the birds are going to pull the ship. It's a whole thing. Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, you don't need to tell me. And I said, no, no, no. Uh, and then I noticed a, a, a coat there, so I put it on. And I said, okay, this is much more tolerable. And I sat at Gory's side. I pulled up uh, what I guess now looking back at it was probably a giant uh, barrel of ice cream. And I sat there at Gwari's side, and I said, once upon a time, uh, there was a, a, a child in an ice cream bar, and they were best friends. Uh, the ice cream bar, uh, before they were friends, uh, was, was a girl named Colleen. Uh, the ice cream bar... Uh, lived in a land with all other ice cream bars and ice cream sandwiches and cones and those kind of things. And the ice cream bar's family believed uh, that uh, the the key to happiness uh, was collecting uh, walnuts. uh, For there was only so many walnuts in this world and... They figured out a way to collect the walnuts the most effectively. More effect because uh, this was before ice cream uh, bars had opposable thumbs. Uh, they had an invention uh, that would help them collect these walnuts, and they collected the walnuts all day long. And they told the little children one day they would be in the walnut collecting business, and they would be happy too. The more walnuts they had, the happier they would be. And, and this one child named uh, uh, Guarina said, uh, Why do walnuts make us happy? And uh, the, then the great-grandmama said, uh, Sit down, Guarina. Let me tell you a tale. Uh, before your family collected walnuts, uh, which walnuts are just, a, they're actually a tangi- they're, they're, uh, tangible and intangible. Do you know what that means, Guarina? And Guarina had no idea what uh, the grandmama was talking about. Uh, and uh, then uh, he said, well, walnuts are, uh, they're an ingredient in, uh, in different things. And uh, how do I explain it to, to you, uh, there's, a, there's only so many walnuts in the world, and we have most of them, but everybody, some people need walnuts and some people want walnuts, uh, and they're willing to trade things for our walnuts and even do things uh, for us, uh, like uh, uh, turn fans on and off, for example, Guarina, or, uh, you know, po- polish, polish our... Uh, but, you know, pa, pa, do things for us. You know, there's even people with opposable thumbs uh, that we uh, will do things to exchange uh, for walnuts. And Guarina still didn't understand. Uh, well, what is it about the walnuts uh, that makes us happy? Is it the things we exchange them for? 
And Grandmama said, it's the ability to exchange uh, uh, them that makes us happy. The ability to know that we could do it at any time. Uh, Grandma said, I still don't understand. And then the grandmama just laughed and said, well, one day you'll understand, Guarina, and you'll be happy, and you'll realize it's because of the walnuts, the surplus of walnuts, that you'll be happy. So don't worry about it. Just be happy. And Guarina tried to close Guarina's eyes and tried to imagine what it was like to be happy because Guarina wasn't sure what uh, happiness felt like. And then... A girl came in Guarina's room and said, uh, I'm here to play with you. I'm your friend. And uh, uh, Guarina said, what's a friend? Uh, And uh, the girl said, do you like to play? And Guarina said, I do. And the girl said, what do you like to play? And Guarina said, uh, uh, water splash, uh, song singing. And the girl said, that sounds fun. Could you teach me how to play? I'd love to play that with you. And they played water splash, song singing, and other games and things Guarina liked to do. Lying on the floor, ceiling staring was another one, or, uh, Making funny noises a lot. They had many good times. And Guarina knew uh, what happiness uh, felt like uh, when she would lie in bed. She would think think of the times uh, she had with this girl. And she would, uh, and then I realized that, well, now I'm calling my friend Guarina, was asleep. So I didn't finish the bedtime story. I got up and took my jacket off and I left the freezer because I knew the end of the story wouldn't have uh, helped uh, uh, my my ice cream bar. But then I thought about it. If I'm in an adventure with my imaginary friend, then where am I? Where is this Dr. Mario? And I went up to the surface of the ship, but I was thinking about the end of the story, you know where Guarina found out that the little girl was paid to play with her, but she still was happy. And I took a breath, and I felt a sea breeze on my tongue. I looked up, and there was birds uh, pulling the ship uh, like they were sails, uh, thousands and thousands of birds. And I saw an island uh, getting closer and closer, and I just kind of sat there, in the bow of the ship, uh, thinking about Guari sleeping below Guarina, riding on the bird-powered waves, uh, watching the island get larger and larger, oh, hoping this was the island. We were supposed to be at the island with uh, Dr. Mario. Eventually, the ship came in to a small bay, and the birds uh, took it to a dock, uh, and they even kind of swung around some of the 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 things and the the lines uh, to tie the boat to the dock. And I decided to like worry sleep. Uh, I got off the boat and I waved goodbye as the birds uh, flew away.
said, thank you, birds, and I started to walk uh, up the only path I saw. It was a dirt path. Uh, there was no ice cream drops on this path and no signs. There was only one path, and it led up a hill to green grass on both sides, over a stream, and then down into a valley yeah, with some woods. Uh, and I could see from the top of the valley that the path led into the woods, and on the other side of the woods was a path uh, leading out uh, it's through the base of the valley and it, where it got narrower and narrower into uh, where I could just see a puff of smoke uh, coming up from what I presumed was a building. So I headed down uh, to the woods, uh, down the path, into the forest. Uh, and I said, just remember, uh, just to stay on this path, uh, that's all you need to do. And uh, it was a bit of path. I don't know. There's something about the woods. Uh, and then I heard it. I heard a, a crinkling uh, and a crunching. And uh, like uh, somebody was uh, cr- 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 crumbling a paper and throwing it to the side. It was just off the path. Uh, and then I heard some muttering, some kind of frustrated muttering. And along with my disillusion or confusion, I guess I had to find out what was making the sound. And not far off the path, uh, in a little clearing, it was a little campsite. And there, sitting on a a stump, uh, was a beautiful, beautiful creature. It looked like a bit like a a duck-billed platypus, but if its bill was... uh, a magnificent waffle cone, and it instead of being on all fours, it was sitting on a stump, uh, presumably because it was, you know, bipedal, but you know, walked on two legs, and it was writing uh, something. And I said, "Oh, hello! Sorry to interrupt you." Uh, in the uh, cone, platycone, or whatever. Conopus uh, looked over at me and said, Whom are you? And I said, To be honest, I've almost forgotten. I'm, uh, I'm looking for something. And I heard you crumbling paper and muttering, and uh, I couldn't help but uh, it drew my attention. I was like in the forest, a bit confused. And the, the platycone said, uh, Well, this is the forest of confusion. Maybe that's why I'm having such a hard time, too. Hardy, har, har, have a seat here. So we don't know who, who you are. And I said, I'm, I'm Colleen. It's uh, Colleen Humor is the name. It's, it's quite a name, Colleen Humor. It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, I'm, I, I heard you calling me Conopus or Platycone in your head, and neither one of those is fine. You could call me Platy for shorts. And I said, well, what seems to me the matter, Platy? Uh, it sounds like you're frustrated or something. And Platy said, yeah, we said, you know, thing. I'm writing a story here. And I said, oh, what's the story called? And Platy said, the tale of the rural goblin. And I said, the tale of the rural goblin. 
And Platy said, that's it. That's the title I have. But I don't have anything else. And everything I have just doesn't seem good enough. And I said, well, I'm pretty good at asking questions. Why do you mind if I ask you some questions about your story? Maybe I could help. Uh, and Platy said, well, why would you want to help me? Why would you want to ask you so many questions? Uh, why, why, why? Uh, I'm partially joking, but I do want those questions answered. And I said, well, I don't know why I want to help. I just felt like helping when I heard your frustration. Maybe because I've been frustrated too, and I know how frustrating being frustrated can be. And Platy said, "Fair enough, fair enough." Uh, what about the what about the asking of the questions part? It sounds like it has extra. And I said, "Well, there was a time I asked too many questions on a repeated basis to frustrate people, so maybe I need to." Uh, undo that not uh and platy said well maybe i could help you too but first uh ask me some questions this sounds delightful and my i said well i have two questions first of all and i don't know which one is more important to you platy uh but i guess the first question would be why is it a rural goblin and Platy said, well, you know, I know this is a little bit on the nose, but this goblin was a goblin that uh, lived in the countryside uh, with its family for a long time, uh, but then moved to the big city, uh, one of the first goblins to move to the city, and it wasn't easy. And they always get, they called uh, called this goblin the rural goblin. Uh, because, you know, most of the, there was a more, the, you know, and, and, uh, that's all I have so far, but it was trying to decide if it should stay in the city or move back and be, because once a rural goblin, always a rural goblin, that's a piece of dialogue I had that I threw on the ground over there. And I said, oh, oh, sounds tough. Uh, sounds like an important thing to figure out. And I said, well, yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, and I said, well, has the rural goblin made a list of pros and cons about living in the city or moving back to the country? And Platy said, not yet. What was your other important question? And uh, I said, well, I don't think it matters anymore. I was going to ask uh, what a goblin is, but I don't think I really need to know because I know how that goblin feels. And Platy said, okay, well, maybe I'll make a list of pros and cons. Uh, it sounds like a great place to start. And uh, what, what are you doing here in the forest of confusion, uh, Colleen Humor? And uh, I said, uh, I'm looking for Dr. Mario, of all things. Uh, and uh, Platy said, Dr. Mario? Really? And I said, yeah. Uh, are you familiar with Dr. Mario? And Platy said, am I familiar with Dr. Mario? I wouldn't be writing stories if it wasn't for Dr. Mario. Uh, I didn't realize you were an ice cream-based being. And I said, I'm not, but I have a friend, my best friend, as a matter of fact, uh, down in the sh- ship, uh, staying cool. 
who seems to be melting and uh, said to get, get, get to Dr. Mario. And Pilati uh, said, uh, wow, sounds important. Maybe you should just, uh, uh, well, the thing about the forced confusion is it's very confusing. And, uh, like, uh, I guess, I, I, you know, I've been saving this for, for a special day, but you've really tried to help me. Uh, because I'll be honest, once you go into the forced confusion, you, you have to give it, it, it's a long process, and it sounds like you're in a bit of a hurry. And I said, I am. Uh, and uh, Pilates said, Don't worry, I have a special power called the Crystal Blast, and I'll use it. Uh, just to help you. And they said, thank you, Pilati. Uh, and Pilati breathed out some ice and the, uh, like, uh, all the forest froze for a little while. And Pilati said, hurry along and follow the path. Uh, you'll find your way to Dr. Mario. Uh, and you won't be confused because everything in the forest is frozen now. And so I hurried along and eventually got out of the forest and uh, uh, then uh, found the trail and started through this canyon uh, towards where I thought I saw the smoke rising uh, from uh, some sort of structure. And eventually I saw down the canyon at the base, uh, it opened up and there was a small uh, home made of sod, uh, uh, sod sides, a sod roof. I wonder if it was a rammed earth home, because uh, I'd done some reading on that earlier. I'd always uh, fantasized about uh, living in a rammed earth home. Uh, but I paused uh, before uh, I got there, because uh, something was uh, running towards me, a little creature. At first I thought it was a dog. Because uh, it even started uh, barking, like in a friendly, like a hello, hello bark, and not a barky, bark, bark. And then I heard a calling, uh, a woman's voice, uh, saying, Pobble, Pobble, come back. Uh, and she came out of the the the, 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 the home, the rammed earth home, uh, side home. And then Pobble got up to me, and Pobble was a collection of, uh, wasn't a dog, wasn't a being I'd ever seen before. It looked like a bunch of, uh, I guess I'd say chocolate balls uh, stuck together. And uh, then Pobble kissed me, but it was a dog, too, at the same time. And I said, okay, Pobble, okay, but I didn't want to pet Pobble because if it really was made of chocolate and no... And uh, then the, the woman was approaching. Uh, she was wearing a lab coat. Uh, so I made the assumption that this was Dr. Mario. I said, Dr. Mario? And she said, yes, I am uh, Dr. Mario. And I said, and she said, why are you here? It sounds like you need to tell me something. And I said, it's my Best friend, uh, 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 ice cream bar, Gwari, uh, uh, started melting and said I needed to bring bring them here uh, to your island, uh, or not to you, uh, for help. 
And Dr. Mario smiled and put her hand on my shoulder and said, you've come to the right place. Uh, and I said, where are we? Am I in, I, I, we took a, a paper ship here pulled by birds and I met a platycone and she said, oh, platy, uh, you're so glad you saw platy, uh, out there in the forest of confusion, trying to write a book, uh. A story. Uh, hope I know it's going to be a good one. And he said, "Is this real or a dream?" Because uh, I'm pretty sure this ice cream bar is uh, a ma- my imaginary friend, but all this feels so real. And Doctor Mario said, "Well, if you lived in a binary world uh, made up of rules and yeses and nos." of uh, goods and bads, of uh, feeling great and not feeling great. Uh, and I said, yeah. And Dr. Murray said, okay, good thing you got Gwari out of there. Sounds like you both outgrew that world. And I said, uh, yeah. And uh, Dr. Mario said, well, this world's as real as you want it to be. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? Aren't things just either real or not real? And Dr. Mario uh, whistled, and then a cloud of birds came. Instead of a hot air balloon, it was a cloud of birds uh, with a basket hanging down. And uh, Dr. Mario said, we better go get your best friend, huh? And you could think about that question. And we flew over this majestic, majestic island. And I saw herds of ice cream, uh, half mammals, half ice cream creatures. And strange, uh, every every living being was ice cream based other than Dr. Mario and myself. I hadn't noticed it before, but... uh, the birds were made from different kinds of sprinkles or jimmies or whatever you choose to call them. And eventually we made our way to the ship and uh, we got out of the basket and we went below. And Dr. Mario took a look at Guari and uh, said, okay, well, I think it's Guari's going to be okay. We should bring Guari back uh, uh, to 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 my place, and I said, "Do you have like a a clinic or a something?" And Doctor Mario said, "I'd like to. You know, we have I have a small place too. This is where we. Uh, this is the island of uh, ice cream friends, and it's where we uh, take care of uh, imaginary ice cream beings that have come into our world, because uh, our world." or your world and their world are two very different things, right? And I said, yeah, your world's supposed to be full of uh, good humor, uh, whether your humor is good or not, and sometimes it's a million places in between. And I said, you're right. And uh, Dr. Mario said, you know, I... I, uh, I can see by your face that you're very helpful, and you're already trying to help Guari. It sounds like you tried to help Platty. You're a nice to Popple. 
would you want to stay here for a little while? You don't have to stay uh, forever, but as long as you'd like. And I said, uh, are you like a veterinarian of imaginary ice cream friends? Uh, And Dr. Mario said, kind of, kind of. uh." And I said, well, what else would you need help with? Uh, And Dr. Mario said, well, you know, uh, uh, we could use uh, some, fu- we could use a new, we could use some funding, you know, cause I would love a, a new clinic. Uh, and I think we could, you know, use a boat like yours. Uh, we could probably use that and, uh, we could probably make this island cause she goes, there's a whole out there in the world. There's tons of ice cream friends, uh, in a ma- other imaginary friends. She goes, some children's imaginary friends are not ice cream based. And I said, not ice cream based. And she said, no, they, uh, they could be human. They could be butterflies, uh, but they could use our help probably too. Uh, you know, once we, you know, get everything squared away in the imaginary ice cream based friend world. And, uh, I said, huh? I said, how much money would it take to, uh, save all the imaginary ice cream friends in the world. And Dr. Mario said, uh, uh, you know, 186 uh, or something. She said a number. I, I don't want to say it. Uh, uh, and I said, huh, I remember Grandmama bragging that that's how much uh, the company was worth. Uh, and Dr. Mario said, you have a look in your eye. What What are you thinking? And I said, uh, well, maybe I'm supposed to be here, but maybe I'm not supposed to be here yet. Uh, I've got a plan, Dr. Mario. You better sit down for it, uh, and then you could treat Wari, and I'll come back and visit as often as I can. He said, my grandmama's an ice cream baron, and uh, what I plan to do is uh, uh, become her protege and eventually take over the company. It then dissolve it uh, and use all the money uh, for our cause here on uh, Ice Cream Isle, if you don't mind me calling it that. And uh, Dr. Mario said, it's called the Ice Cream Isle of Imaginary Friendship. Uh, and I said, even better. And so I headed back uh, on the uh, paper, SS Paperboy, left Gwari behind. And, uh, that's my mission. Uh, and it all started with an ice cream bar or an ice cream sandwich, if you wish. Good night.